I'm going to be in Luke 9.35. Well, actually, I didn't bookmark it, so let me just kind of paraphrase it. The three disciples are there. They hear a voice from heaven, yes, and they said, this is my uh, son, my chosen one, listen to him. I think those three wanted to dance. Why? Because each phrase is from a certain part of the Hebrew scriptures. This is my son, Psalm 2-7. My chosen one, Isaiah 42.1, listen to him, Deuteronomy 18.15 from the Torah. It's almost as if God is saying, here's my son, he's all over the Hebrew scriptures, just like Jesus said in John 5.39. It, it, it's quite amazing that those, they would get it, we wouldn't. We wouldn't because that's not part of us. We don't make connections like they did. The whole Bible is speaking of Jesus. And Moses is telling us that if there's one is coming, this is in Deuteronomy 18, there is one who's coming just like me. He will be given the word of Adonai. And we're supposed to listen to him. This is exactly what Deuteronomy 18 says. And listen to what Jesus says in John 7, 16 through 17. Listen to this. My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anybody is willing to do his will, he will know whether the word that, that I speak is from God, from myself. The words I've gotten is from him. It's a fulfills Deuteronomy 18. Here we have God helping Moses predict. Predict who the Messiah is. I wonder if the disciples got it. I, I got a funny feeling they did. So here's a command... On Shabbat, we're supposed to remember the deliverance. So therefore, what's the first thing we're going to do? Remember Moses, right? If we're Jewish especially, he's the first redeemer. But all of a sudden, based upon this, Messiah is the ultimate redeemer. And that's Jewish literature. So on Shabbat, what's a, what's a shadow of the redeemer? He is. He's a it's the shadow of the redeemer both for Jew and Gentile this time. This is not just the Exodus. This is everything. Couple more. God commands some things on the Sabbath. He said, it doesn't really command it, but he really connects the Sabbath with creation, as we read in Exodus 20. Now the first disciples would remember this. Okay? I'm just going to give you the list. The phrase, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this as a litany. I haven't done a litany in a long time. I grew up as a Catholic. We did litanies all the time. So we're going to do a litany. I'm going to do a Bible verse. And then I'm going to say what was created. And as soon as I'm done, you're going to say, and God said. And then I'm going to say, ve yomer Elohim. Let's, let's practice. Genesis 1-3, light is created. And God, God said. Ve yomer Elohim. Yeah, pretty good. Ready to start? Here we go. <laughs> Genesis 1-3, light is created. And God, God said. Ve'yomer Elohim. Genesis 1-6, he separates the, 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 the heavens and the waters below and the waters above. And God, God said. Ve'yomer Elohim. 
Genesis 1, 9, 1, 11, the earth and the seas and plants are created. Ve'yomer Elohim. Uh, Genesis 1, 14, the sun and moon are created. Ve'yomer Elohim. Genesis 1, 20. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to tell you what was created. <laughs> Genesis 1.20, bird and fish are created. Ve'yomer Elohim. Genesis 1.24, cattle and beasts are created. Ve'yomer Elohim. Genesis 1.26, he made, he created man and woman. Ve'yomer Elohim. By the way, in all of this, what is the only part of his creation that was not created by his work? Us. He made us out of mud. He formed us like a potter with his own hands. He didn't create us by his word. Everything else, by his word. Okay? Now this is interesting because when we take a look at this, everything's created by his word. You just said it. And God said, and God said, and God said, and God said, we're going to create man and woman, right? However, he tells everybody in heaven, stop, what I want to do is I'm going to become a potter. I'm going to play with the mud. I just created some mud. I want to play with it. So he creates, bless him, and he makes actually men. He made men from mud. Women he built. He built them. And after he built the woman, he said, this is good. This is really good. <laughs> I love that. But anyway, so John is one, one of the first disciples. And all of a sudden, you're in John chapter 1 in his gospel, verses 1 through 3. In the beginning was the word. Wait a minute. God, God created everything by his word. In the beginning was the word. Okay, And the word was with God. Okay, so whoever... Oh, this, I'm, my head is starting to hurt. God created everything by his word, and the word was with God. So were they buddies? Okay. And the word was God. Well, in John chapter 1, who's the word? Jesus. Who's Jesus? God. Who created everything? God. Who's God? Jesus. Er. <laughs> All things were made through him. Who is he? He's the word. Through God's word. So we remember the creator. It's all done by his word. Through his word. And we remember Yeshua. He is the word of God. So what do we remember on Shabbat? He made a new cosmos. He made a new heavens. He made a new earth. All of this through his word. But as God created a new cosmos, a new heaven. He created Adam and Eve, new creatures, yes, with a new life. But then we read this, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any was in, is in Christ, you're a new creature. In Christ, in the Word, all things have passed away, behold, all things have come new. But it doesn't end. Sometimes I want to shout out to the Lord, enough already. Would you please stop? This is too much. So let's go to the book of Revelation. <laughs> Chapter 21. 
verses 3 through 5. Revelation 21, verses 3 through 5. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be, uh, be them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Verse 5, And he was seated on the throne and said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write this down. These words are trustworthy and true. He is making all things new. From Genesis, through Jesus, till then. All connected. To me, again, on Shabbat, it's all about this. So at Shabbat, remember, new creation in Genesis, a new creation in Jesus, a new heavens and earth, Jerusalem and Revelation. To me, ladies and gentlemen, I have to say that I wish I was taught this, but nobody ever did. Nobody. I went to Sunday Sabbath when I was in the Catholic Church and then also other churches, and I went to Sabbath. I thought Sabbath was all about going to church. And pretty soon I got involved in going to Israel and so on, and then I began to find out about the Sabbath and studying it more. This, this is an amazing day. I said a day. It's not about this church service. You're supposed to do a church service. You're supposed to have a... Fine. This is a 24-hour period of time. This is awesome to me. Robin and I cease. We will not turn the stove on. We have a gas stove until sundown. Electricity, yes. I'm a physicist. I'm a, I'm a mathematician. I know electricity is not fire. Now there could people that would disagree with me. Okay, we'll have to disagree. <laughs> this is an amazing day. It's very difficult for me not to do certain things on this day. I gotta teach tomorrow morning. I want to go back and I gotta check my PowerPoint. I told Robin, I already I cut down the lesson from, I don't know, there were 40 PowerPoint slides, I cut it down to 20. Well, from 20 it's gonna be cut down to 10, because you know how long I could talk. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna do that till after Sunday. Cease and desist. Don't even look at it. The last remembrance for today. It's probably almost certain that the first disciples probably would recall the following. I'm going back to Genesis 2, verses 1 through 3 this time. They would recall this. I know they would recall this. It is likely that it's, that it's a possibility that when they were actually uh, going to start the Sabbath, they actually probably would recite these verses. We don't know for sure. We don't have that, but I know that transferred into Judaism on an early basis, and on Sabbath, these, these are the verses that are read, okay, before you bless, uh, lift up the wine for blessing. Uh, Genesis 2, verses 1 through 3, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and, the, uh, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the 
seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. This is called a kiddush. Okay? That's the Hebrew word. Kiddush means sanctification. Now, that, that word does not appear here in Hebrew, but kadosh is. Kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. We sang that. Holy, holy, holy. God made the day kadosh, holy. Okay? The process is called kiddush. It's called sanctification. So, it could be for those first disciples, but for us for sure, there was a blessing that you bless God with, okay, before the wine. So you lift up the cup of wine, and you say, Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who creates the fruit of the vine. And so the Kiddush, okay, is the, uh, we're basically saying that this is a holy time. We're coming into a time and doing that blessing. We know the Sabbath is part of the Ten Commandments. We know, according to God, His very words, these are the very words of God, in Exodus 20, 34, 28, He says, yeah, Moses, here it is. Let me write the covenant for you on those blocks of stone. Let me write the Ten Commandments. What did God say the Ten Commandments are? His covenant. Whoa. And the, and the Sabbath is part of that. However, we will recall, we're, we're Christian, what did Jesus do in his Last Supper? He lifted up a cup of wine. Yes? Wait a minute. The Ten Commandments. Kiddush. Covenant. That was the new covenant at Sinai. Jesus lifts up a cup to establish a new covenant at Passover in the remembrance of the Exodus. There was a new covenant at Sinai. And the Jewish people say, this covenant is not like a business contract because we were married to Adonai at Sinai. You can read this in Jewish literature. Israel is the bride, Adonai. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the bridegroom. And now we have a new covenant in Jerusalem, and Jesus lifts up the cup, and he says this, this is a cup of a new covenant in my blood. Yes? That is part of a Galilean wedding ceremony when the young man is going to ask his girl to marry her, he doesn't say it. He may do it. But the implication when he gives her the cup of wine, the cup of wine is this is a cup of a new covenant, new covenant marriage. Marriage is a covenant. In my blood, meaning I'm giving you my life, will you marry me? Jesus never finished the phrase. He said, this is a cup of a new covenant in my blood. The 11 that were there, get it. And I could just see Peter. He's asking us to marry him. And we, at that point, become his bride. My wife and I do what you call, what the church calls, Holy Communion every Friday Because this is about reconfirming that we're engaged to him. Going to Revelation 19, verses 6 through 9. Revelation 19, 6 through 9. I 
wonder if this is going to be on Shabbat in the New Jerusalem. Doesn't say it, but I wonder. There's, there's a I heard a voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters and the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying out, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage and supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the very true words of God. Thousands and thousands of the great multitude singing hallelujah. And for all these years, I go to churches and they do communion once a year. Some will do communion once a month. One congregation, Messianic congregation, I know does it on the new moon. We do it every Friday because this is a big deal. This is about the whole book. This is huge. <clears throat> 